review this time around, it's a little bit different than any other time at Postcards from Gravelly Beach. This time it's more like postcards from a treehouse. I'm out on the front porch with, uh, surrounded by some big old trees overlooking a view of Vancouver looking south from the North Shore. It's raining, the rain's pelting all around me, but I'm hunkered down under a little balcony. Well, a patio. What do you call it? Anyhow, just ahead of me to the left is Burnaby Mountain with the lights of Simon Fraser University and it drops down the hill and gives way to Capitol Hill uh, or Burnaby Heights, whatever you want to call it. North Burnaby. Stretching over into Metro Town, which is another urban center. And then finally into downtown. Right around where I see Harbor Center, it gives way to trees and the rest of downtown, the West End and Stanley Park and Lionsgate Bridge are tucked right behind those trees. But I'm out on the porch. I got a glass of red wine and some other comforts and inspiration. And I'm ready to read for a little bit. So get yourself settled in. And I think I'm going to read from James Joyce's Ulysses tonight. Here on Postcards from Gravelly Beach, number 14. And the Spanish girls laughing in their shawls and their tall combs and the auctions in the morning, the Greeks and the Jews and the Arabs and the devil knows who else from all the ends of Europe and Duke Street and the fowl market all clucking outside Larby Sharon's and the poor donkeys slipping half asleep and the vague fellows in the cloaks asleep in the shade on the steps and the big wheels of the carts of the bulls and the old castle, thousands of years old, yes, and those handsome moors, all in white, and turbans like kings, asking you to sit down in their little bit of a shop. And Ronda, with the old windows of the Posadas, two glancing eyes, a lattice, hid for her lover to kiss. The iron in the wine shops, half open at night, and the castanets. And the night we missed the boat at Algeciras, and watchmen going about serene with his lamp, and oh, that awful deep-down torrent, oh, and the sea, the sea crimson like the fire, and glorious sunsets and the fig trees in the Alameda Gardens, yes, and all the queer little streets, and the pink and blue and yellow houses, and the rose gardens, and the jessamine, and geraniums, and cactuses, and Gibraltar, as a girl where I was a flower of the mountain, yes, when I put the rose in my hair like the Andalusian girl's use, or shall I wear a red, yes, and how he kissed me under the Moorish wall. And I thought, well, as well him as another. And then I asked him with my eyes to ask again, yes. And then he asked me, would I yes, to say yes, my mountain flower. And first I put my arms around him, yes, and drew him down to me. So he could feel my breasts all perfume, yes, and his heart was going like mad. And yes, I said, yes, I will. Yes. Well, that needs a sip of a beverage. As you may know, James Joyce's Ulysses was famously banned and censored in the U.S., which created a black market for the book, and Joyce fought the courts, and of course they relented and allowed his book to be published and distributed in the U.S. But it is... uh, quite rebelled, so I can see how Victorian sensibilities may be affronted, but that's really their problem. His words are phenomenal, and that passage I just read there was actually just the tiniest end part of a giant paragraph. Actually, it was a giant sentence 
that's hundreds of words long. Joyce uh, famously didn't really believe in punctuation, and uh, his con- his writing is really a stream of conscious uh, dictation from various characters' points of view. And so it makes for a little bit tricky reading because it's hard to breathe, uh, but it's a phenomenal piece of work and well worth the effort it takes to read it. Well, I'll continue on with digging something of my own out at the risk of falling <laughs> James Joyce. This is from a piece I wrote called About Being Stabbed in the Forehead. Her part. He has a motorhome. It's big and silver like a toaster, and he calls it the space shuttle and laughs. I sit in the passenger seat, co-pilot, and take care of the drinks in the round holes in the console. It is a long and volatile vehicle and extends back a long ways and has mostly all the appliances you would find at home. He calls it modular, and I call it something else. It's parked under the fluorescent lights under the gas station canopy. The gas station is one of those new ones that is white and sells food and cellophane wrappers inside. White isn't a good color for gas stations. There's supposed to be sort of a royal blue with grease spots and yellow emblems here and there. There's plenty of toilet paper in the bathroom, also stiff, crinkly seat protectors. Gas station bathrooms are sometimes confusing. Some of them have room for several people, and some of them are definitely for only one person, but sometimes you can't tell. It can be embarrassing or just awkward. They should put up signs. No one would mind. This one has four stalls, a counter with two sinks with water you have to push to keep on, and there are blowers to dry your hands. I fix my hair how he likes it best. The mirror isn't real glass, it's shiny, polished metal. We are driving a long ways tonight. My lover is paying the gas station attendant with new bills and looks nervous and edgy, like he always does on the drives home. He probably needs his back rubbed. He says we'll be home in two and a half hours. We play the license plate game with road signs and license plates. Your part. You are greasy, tired, and more surprised than you should be or want to be. She tells you it happened. He's surely dead and probably rigor mortising. It's all over now. All is fine. And aren't you happy? You get that concerned look on your face that always unnerves her. It unnerves you. You try to explain to her that there are repercussions. It is a bigger issue than petty theft. He is, after all, dead, right? She seems serious. She is vacuous. She says, I know, I know. She looks like a cow tonight, you think. She does sometimes. Other times, however, when the light hits her in a certain way, she could be pretty. Tonight, she's only a cow. The big brown eyes and the elongated jaw. Her skin is rough and smells like lotions. She probably needs to eat better. She's not fat or thin, but just fleshy and boring, and now she's sweaty and wild-eyed. She has a bottom she likes slapped, and she squeals when she thinks you meant it that way. Or else she just looks at you with those stupid eyes. There's really nothing inside. You're almost positive. There couldn't be. Her hair is tied up like you told her like you liked it. It's frayed and crazy from physical exertion. A rigorous stabbing. She probably thinks she is wild and conniving a crafty murderess. She, you scratch the tattoo of her name on your arm again and look at her squinting your eyes. You hear the story again of his struggle and turmoil and her forcefulness and prowess. Apparently you would have been proud. All right, that was starting to bum me out a little bit. If you want to read how that story ends, you can check it out at uncleweed.net along with all my other stuff, including 
another new podcast project I'm doing. As some of you may know, I participate with Cosmo G. Spacely in a podcast called the Clubside Breakfast Time Podcast, and I'm making another one called Chugalon with Uncle Weed, in which I explore Vancouver doing some sound scene tours and talk about a little this and that and whatever comes my way. So you can check that out. Go to UncleWeed.net. You can get the feed. This volume of Postcards from Gravelly Beach, of course, featured James Joyce's Ulysses, the infamous Ulysses, with a special dedication to my literary friend in Japan, and followed that up with some of my own work. Additionally, this volume of Postcards from Gravelly Beach was brought to you by the word steeped, the letter Z, the sound of wind chimes, and rain hitting on balconies overhead. And thanks to you for coming along for the ride. Hey, give me a holler if there's something special you want to hear, or if you got any comments about stuff. No big deal either way. I am indeed Devo, and I am wishing you cheers and greetings, and signing out from Upper Lonsdale on the North Shore of beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia.